everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to Sims Workshop. So today we're going to be talking about A Touch of Gold by Annie Sullivan. Um, this is the second book by this author that I've had a chance to read, uh, the first book being Tiger Queen. So Sullivan has shown that she pretty much excels at retelling, and I think she excels at retelling. A lot of people may disagree with me, but you know, Tiger Queen, um, you know, it's a retelling of the story of the tiger or the, the woman, the woman or the tiger. And then this one is a story about King Midas. I'm a huge Greek mythology fan, mainly because my name, um, Cynthia, it comes from Synthos, which is synonymous with Artemis, who is the, you know, goddess of the moon. You know, yes, she is also the goddess of the hunt, um, but she is also the goddess of the moon. You can ask any um, Greek individual and they will tell you that. <laughs> In fact, that's how I learned it. But anyway, it's about King Midas, and I love Greek mythology retellings. I can't get enough of them. Um, and I think it was a really interesting way to tell the story of King Midas, um, mainly because it follows her daughter, you know. The opening chapter, first of all, it's, it's very well done. It is a story. Um, it tells a story. It's like a fable, almost, in a way, and, and it moves so fluidly. Uh, it tells about King Midas, his history, you know, his interactions with the god Dionysus, who gifted him this touch of gold, and, you know, this touch ends up being a curse because he touches his dot. He can't really touch anything. He can't um, touch food without turning it to gold. He can't touch anything. And he ends up touching his daughter and turns her to gold. And so Dionysus, you know, tells him, okay, this is what you have to do to make sure your daughter becomes, you know, human again. Now Dionysus, not Dionysus, King Midas, follows the steps, but he fails to follow all the steps. So it does leave his daughter marked gold. She's got gold skin, she's got gold hair, you know. She's pretty much painted in gold, you know, that's her life. And she can um, take gold from other objects and transfer them to other objects. I think it's really interesting because the story is all about Cora. She's the princess. It's about her trying to really come into herself. I mean, she's a very, she's cursed. You know, everyone says she's cursed. And I guess in a way she is cursed. I mean, she's made, she looks like she's made out of gold, you know? She has a gold sheen to her, unfortunately. So she that leaves her really reserved as a character. She wears gloves, she wears a veil over her face. She doesn't really want people to see her or to touch her and that leaves her very reserved it leaves her somewhat depressed um, because she doesn't really have any strength she doesn't really inner strength she doesn't have any inner strength she just kind of wants to be left alone because she feels as cursed as she is and I think one of the more interesting parts of it is the adventure. So her father's gold gets stolen, so she's the only one who can find it. She can sense 
the cursed gold because it's cursed like her, she can sense it. And uh, he minus has to be near it or else he gets deathly, you know, he could die. He, his life is tied to this gold. It has to be nearby at all times, unfortunately. Uh, that kind of makes him pretty weak as a character. You don't really get to see a lot of King Midas in the story, but I don't think the story is really about King Midas. It's a, the ramifications of his gold touch. That's what, it, that's what it's about. It's about Korra as uh, a character. It's all about who she is. Um, and so since she can link herself to the gold and find it, um, she, you know, takes a would-be suitor they embark on a journey on the rundown ship and they, you know, have to fight pirates and they have to, you know, go to this pirate den. You know, I love pirate stories too. So I think it's really interesting. There aren't a lot of pirates in the story, admittedly. Um, not till the really not till the very end of it almost. It's an adventure story, yes, but it's more about following Cora on her journey. Uh, it's about her developing as a character. It's about her coming into herself. And I think um, Sullivan does a really good job with highlighting her character development. Because then she has to, you know, she has to fight off these mermaids that drown men. Um, and they almost get her because they're just like, don't you just want to punish? But, you know, she feels so abandoned at times she feels very alone you know all her previous suitors pretty much screamed at the side of her so she kind of doesn't she has a mistrust of men you know her father did turn her into gold there's another man in court who's trying to steal the throne there's a lot that happens um and the sirens kind of attach themselves to that and then what they're doing is you know they're drown they they drown men you know their sea is littered with gold right um it's how they trap men not with their song but with this promise of greed and then they lure men to their deaths obviously um so she has to save them and i think it's a really great moment for her because she breaks the siren spell and she finally realizes no I am strong and I think that was so great you know she that's like the that's the moment the story really starts to turn that's the moment she becomes one with her curse you know she kind of reconciles that this is how it is you know this is her life but that doesn't mean she has to let it control her um, she will instead allow it to empower her you know she's taking what everyone thinks is bad and she's finding beauty in her flaws she's finding beauty in her strength to really be a powerful princess and one day a powerful queen so there's a lot of character development there's a definitely a lot of adventure um, lots of running away from pirate scum lots of fighting pirate scum you know near the end and I think there's also a lot of twists and turns some of those twists and turns were slightly predictable I mean when one of them happened I was like oh I knew it you know but then another twist happened I'm like what did not see that coming so there are some predictable moments in the story 
Um, but then there are a lot of unpredictable moments in the story. There's a lot of rising tension. There's a lot of inner conflict. Um, I love her cousin. I love how her cousin doesn't think she's uh, cursed. You know, her cousin sees her as her cousin, just covered in gold. You know, I think that's a really great friendship right there. And you get to see her cousin as well develop as a character. You know, she's royalty as well. But, you know, she falls in love with one of the ship hands. And she's just like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I don't want to go back to the palace. I want to be on a ship. You know, she's such a fun character. Um, I love how her and Cora have this really fun dynamic, how they can trust one another, how their love for each other keeps them unified against all odds. I think it's really great. I think it's really compelling. You know, there are some times where I thought, I think her, I think her cousin is evil. You know, there are lots of those moments, but ultimately her cousin loves her. And I think that's really great to see this really nice dynamic between her and her cousin. Um, and also her cousin's just hilarious at times. <laughs> You know, she stows away on the ship, and it's completely unpredictable. She stows away with nothing but the clothes on her back, and she's unsuited for this. You know, she's usually, she's, you would think she would be snobby and um, pretentious because she's usually weighted on hand and foot, but she makes a life for her on the ship, you know. She really comes into herself as well, and I really love that about her cousin. Um, and I think there is a great balance. You've got the more serious Cora, and then you've got her fun-loving cousin. You know, they do balance each, each other out quite well. They do balance each other out quite perfectly because they're able to create a rich dynamic that will compel the reader into reading their story, into seeing it unfold. Um, so... Ultimately, you know, this is a great stop story, you know, it has lots of, has some mermaids, it has pirates, it's got, it's a really rich and unique retelling on the story of King Midas. Um, so I have to recommend it. So this is A Touch of Gold by Annie Sullivan. I give this story four stars. Um, and, you know, purchase the book on bookshop.org. All the proceeds, well not all the proceeds, a percentage of your proceeds from bookshop.org do go to local, to supporting local booksellers. You know, and I think in today's world, we really need to support our booksellers. Um, if money, oh excuse me, if money is too tight, you know, check the book out from your local library. Local libraries are a great resource. You can get audiobooks there, ebooks, and even physical copies. And I think it's really great to support our libraries because they're a great resource for everyone and I really think they need the funding and support from their communities so you know give out a shout out to your libraries and also support me by liking this podcast and subscribing to my channel and please remember to share it with all your fellow book lovers I hope you have a great rest of your day and as always happy reading <laughs>